Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Wednesday, March 16th. It's decision day for the Fed and most commentators are expecting a 25 basis point hike in interest rates as the central bank tackles stubborn inflation. It will be the first rise since 2018 and will be one of four this year and three in 2023, according to a survey of economists by Bloomberg. However, markets are currently pricing in seven for this year alone. For around 50 years, Canadians enjoyed a higher standard of living than their Australian counterparts, but that has changed. According to a newly published analysis of data showing inflation-adjusted GDP per person, the Canadian living standard advantage endured from around the early 1950s until 2008. In the years from 1973 to 1995, the average Canadian enjoyed a 2,668 higher GDP per person than Australians, peaking at 3,640 in 1988. But the Fraser Institute study found that from 2009 to 2019, the Aussie's standard of living surpassed that of Canadians by $1,718 on average. All figures use inflation-adjusted US dollars for comparison. The flip from the Canadian to Australian advantage is attributed to the latter's greater success in boosting productivity and higher levels of investment. There was record growth in ETFs in 2021, and the world's institutional investors are planning to boost their holdings in 2022. Total assets under management in the sector surpassed 10 trillion US dollars last year and collected 1.2 trillion inflows, according to research firm ETFGI. A new report from investment bank Brown Brothers Harriman polled nearly 400 institutional investors, fund managers and financial advisors and revealed largely bullish sentiment for the ETF market in the year ahead. 84% plan to increase allocations to ETFs in the next year. Expect higher allocations to active strategies, thematic ETFs and ESG integration. More than half of respondents plan to add digital asset and cryptocurrency thematic strategies to their portfolio in 2022. There's strong demand for cloud computing, cybersecurity and other tech-focused thematic funds. Across the ETF market, rising demand is closing the gap with mutual funds, although the latter's asset base remains far larger. The pandemic-driven shift to digital payment methods and away from cash has added yet another item to the growing list of issues confronting Canadian small businesses. In a recent survey performed by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, more than three-quarters of business owners believe credit card processing fees are too much for their business. Throughout the pandemic, small businesses have adjusted the modes of payment they honour. Debit and credit cards are currently accepted by 92% of establishments. Another 55% of businesses have either begun to accept or increase their acceptance of contactless debit or credit payments. A third of respondents said they've started to accept or increase their acceptance of online and e commerce payment methods. Meanwhile, just over half of businesses have reduced or ceased accepting cash as payment. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, Canada's red-hot housing market faces interest rate test. What should you pick in a war? High yield or high growth dividends? And how could having more women advisors help the industry? For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.